0: Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming up here in just a few moments, some fireworks. Fireworks at the Fargo City Commission meeting last night. We're going to tell you what it really means for your pocketbook. As our elected leaders, they just keep doling out that corporate welfare to companies, even when they say, you know what, I don't really need this, but they give it to them anyways. It's shocking stuff, folks. We'll get to that in a moment. We're going to start tonight with this, though, where President Trump is going on guns and a lot of you are reaching out to me saying hey Berg, i am not happy about what i'm hearing from president trump when it comes to some of these new potential gun votes so earlier today president trump uh, was on his way to pennsylvania he was at a shell petrochemicals complex did a, a speaking gig there and i want to talk about just why this is so important tonight in regards to what you're hearing from president trump president trump knows he needs to win pa to win in 2020. Let me remind you, Sleepy Joe, Joe Biden, he's from PA. Joe's polled pretty well against Trump in Pennsylvania. So that's part of the reason why President Trump is there. I'll get to this conversation on guns here in just a moment. The other important thing is that we all know there's been some recent polling data regarding President Trump losing some suburban women. So keep in mind, this is going to be important to note as I break down what you're going to hear from President Trump here in a moment, because the other thing we've got to recognize, look, what happened in El Paso and Dayton is horrific. It takes time for us to heal from what takes place when you have those kind of mass shootings, the evil that took place there. And so when when you have those events take place, it's just natural. People are like, look, you know what? I don't want this to happen anymore. We need to get something done. A lot of people are like, I don't even care if it stops it. I just want to get something done so I can feel like we're actually making some movement in some direction. So as we hear about that there's been a lot of conversations about what are called these red flag laws and background checks more specifically a lot about universal background checks the red flag flag laws we talked about in North Dakota this past legislative session if you remember it's essentially where you don't have a lot of due process if any when it comes to your Second Amendment rights somebody could go out there and deem you it could be you know a a relative uh, an ex-girlfriend boyfriend whatever they they could deem you to be a, a harm TO YOURSELF OR OTHERS, THE COPS CAN SHOW UP, THEY CAN HAVE A WARRANT AND BOOM, TAKE YOUR FIREARMS. THE OBVIOUS QUESTION THERE IS, WAIT A SECOND, WHO ULTIMATELY IS MAKING THAT DETERMINATION? WHO ULTIMATELY IS DETERMINING IF I'M A HARM TO MYSELF OR OTHERS? OF COURSE, NOBODY WANTS GUNS IN THE WRONG HANDS. I THINK WE ALL CAN AGREE ON THAT. AT THE SAME POINT IN TIME, YOU'VE GOT CIVIL LIBERTIES WE WANT TO PROTECT, WE WANT TO ENSURE THAT YOUR SECOND AMENDMENT DOES NOT GET INFRINGED UPON. So. I bring all this up because last night, I, I just have to chuckle. Last night, if you didn't see, there was this video that broke. It I mean, just went crazy on social media of Chris Cuomo. He was being called Fredo by some guy while Cuomo was on a holiday. And Chris Cuomo goes nuts starts dropping F-bombs, telling this dude he's going to throw the guy down the stairs, essentially telling him he's going to assault this person because the person showed up and called him Fredo. I'm sure many of you know the term Fredo from the movie Godfather. So if you've seen the video, and I can't even show it to you because it's, you know, 630 at night here on network television, but it's not a good look for Chris Cuomo. I mean, does not look good for him at all. So uh, President Trump ended up tweeting this out earlier today after seeing the video of Chris Fredo Cuomo. He said, hey, would Chris Cuomo be given a red flag for his recent rant? Filthy language and total loss of control. He shouldn't be allowed to have any weapon. He's nuts. So my question for you, he's nuts according to who? President Trump, obviously, but would a judge have that same determination to infringe upon your second amendment rights? I mean. Who ultimately is going to determine if Chris Cuomo is nuts or not, and if he should not have a weapon? That's the piece of these red flag laws that can get very, very hairy if you want to protect people's civil liberties. So then on his way to uh, PA today, President Trump again was asked about the Chris Cuomo video. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, go watch it after the show. But here's what President Trump had to say.
1: I think Chris Cuomo was so out of control that I would not have wanted to see a weapon in his hand. I guess his fist is not a weapon, or he would have done something. You know, he talked about it, but he didn't do anything. But I think Chris Cuomo was very much out of control.
0: So that's what President Trump thinks, but let's be honest. I mean, President Trump doesn't really like Chris Cuomo from the get-go. You got Andrew Cuomo, who's the governor of New York, raising taxes, you know, doing that abortion bill that they did. I mean, Trump doesn't like Chris Cuomo. My point is, what if you end up having someone deem you to be quote-unquote nuts, the person ends up not liking you, next thing you know, you've got one of your constitutional rights being infringed upon because of a not really objective situation. Again, nobody wants the guns in the wrong hands. Please let me be clear on that. At the same point in time, we want to ensure that we are protecting people's civil liberties and their constitutional God-given rights in this great country called the United States of America. So red flag laws is one. The other piece that people have been talking about, especially President Trump, is the idea of background checks. And so there's been a lot of conversation right now with Mitch McConnell. Ivanka Trump's been calling up on the Capitol Hill as well to kind of get a feel for where people are at on some of these gun bills. So President Trump earlier today was asked, hey, Do you think Mitch McConnell is going to put a bill on the floor regarding background checks? Will it pass? Here's what President Trump had to say.
1: I am convinced that Mitch wants to do something. I've spoken to Mitch McConnell. He's a good man. He wants to do something. He wants to do it, I think, very strongly. He wants to do background checks, and I do, too, and I think a lot of Republicans do. I don't know, frankly, that the Democrats will get us there, but I spoke with Chris Murphy, Senator. We had a very good conversation. We'll see what happens. But I believe that, Mitch, and I can tell you from my standpoint, I would like to see meaningful background checks. And I think something will happen. Look, it's very simple. There's nobody more pro-Second Amendment than Donald Trump. But I don't want guns in the hands of a lunatic or a maniac. And I think if we do proper background checks, we can prevent that.
0: So, again, nobody wants guns in the wrong people's hands, lunatic hands, as he said there. But but how would you define a meaningful background check? That's the word he just used, a sensible, meaningful background check. How would you define that? Who's ultimately going to define that? And I bring that up because, remember, last year, Congress and President Trump signed off on what's called the Fixed Nix Bill that actually made it mandatory so that when you've got all these agencies and someone does have a a criminal uh, background that that gets reported properly gets put into the system to flag the, the 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 system that they're doing these background checks with that was horrendous for a long time so they've already worked on improving that and that as we all know a background check, universal background check, whatever it's going to be, is only as good as the information that's in the system. So they've already made some headway in that direction. Would love to know your point of view on President Trump, what seems to be at least at this point advocating for red flag laws and meaningful and or universal background checks. Please share your point of view with us on that. All right. Last night, some fireworks at the Fargo City Commission meeting. I had a chance to sit down earlier today with Fargo City Commissioner Tony Gehrig because of the fact that Fargo continues to hand out basically corporate welfare to companies that say, you know what, I don't really need this, but if you're going to give it to me, sure, I'll take it. And yet you and I continue to pick up the tab for some of these elements, if you will. And I'll say that in a kind way. But here's my conversation from earlier today with Commissioner Gehrig. Fireworks, the Fargo City Commission meeting because another tax break another tax incentive for another business and yet who ends up getting stuck with the bill well let me remind you recently I had a chance to interview Fargo mayor Tim Mahoney when he he released his preliminary budget for 2020 I asked him hey uh, mr. mayor for the people at home what's the most important thing they should know about the budget here's what he had to say
2: so they're gonna wonder what's gonna how it's gonna
3: affect me So major changes that I need to go two mills two mills is 20 bucks a year basically and what I need that for is to keep competitive with services to the community so we want to give good service to our people we have to hire people to do that we have to hire policemen we have to hire firemen different people we hire to serve those slots and that helps serve the community
0: so that's a fair analysis but i think the most important thing for you to know is that hey you're going to give these tax abatements or tax breaks to businesses well, again, as you can hear there, you get stuck with the bill. 20 bucks a year can make a difference for some people, especially on a fixed income. So to give us more context to last night's Fargo City Commission meeting, joining us now, Fargo City Commissioner Tony Garrett. Commissioner, great to have you here. So um, help up people understand, because we're going to get into the sound bites here in a moment. But sort of what give us the lay of the land from last night's meeting.
3: Well, from the budget standpoint, uh, they're asking for two mills. So I gave away. I gave two ways we can reduce three mills out of the budget, therefore not having to raise anyone's taxes. And also actually reducing a mill. If we do nothing to the, to the uh, mills, we'll take in 6.5% more this year than we did last year. That's a huge increase. What the mayor is asking for is a 12% increase.
0: And I get that. But what I'm, what I'm saying to the people at home is, look, they want to give these million-dollar tax breaks to companies mm-hmm. while you continue to flip the bill. And last night you had a company that said to you, I really don't need these tax breaks, but you gave it to them anyway.
3: Not only did that one happen, we gave away a lot of tax breaks yesterday. But the one you're talking about is, if you remember the FedEx deal. Yes. fedex came in they said we're going to move to fargo from grand forks we want a six hundred twenty thousand dollar incentive to do so i asked the question at that meeting to, to fedex if you if we didn't give it to you what would you do would you still come and they said yeah we would and we, we still voted the other commissioners still voted to give them that incentive that made statewide news they even went to john oliver show you know it went, <laughs> they went national basically well that was for six hundred and twenty thousand dollars give or take this uh, incentive for aldebaran same scenario The person from Aldebaran was there, which by the way, I don't blame this company or any other company for asking for the incentives. They're doing the smart thing. Any business, any person would take all the incentives you want to give us, right? This is a government problem, not a a business problem, but this person stood up and asked for a 10-year incentive. That 10-year incentive equals out to about $4.5 million.
0: And this is for an expansion of their business, right? Yeah. So if I go back and I want to expand my home, you're going to give me a 10-year tax rate, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. See, folks, that's the problem. I think that's the rub here is that you at home continue to add add the mills and other $20 a year. If you want to go add on to your home, you're going to start paying taxes right away. Well, they give these tax break and tell you and I like, hey, this is going to be great for everybody. It's going to lower everybody taxes. So what I want to do tonight, because there was a kerfuffle, to call it kindly that that uh, last night at the meeting, I want to play for you some longer clips, give you a chance to respond. But I do want to have the context for everybody so we get sort of the full idea of what took place. So here are, here's you last night asking this gentleman, hey, even if we didn't give you this tax break, would you still do the expansion here in Fargo Here's how this conversation went down.
4: Mr.
3: Gerg, If you didn't get the in- incentive, would you still expand?
4: Yeah, you know, I think we look at, at uh, the tax exemption as part of the city's tax policy. And I think in businesses that make investment decisions, um, timing doesn't always work well to, to do it on a, on a kind of spot notice. So we're deep enough in on the project and there's enough going on in, in our industry segment right now that we need the capacity now so for this project, truthful answer to your question, is that we sort of break that into our thinking, looking at tax policy. I think that's what businesses do, assuming that if you have a policy, and you fit, meet the criteria that, that you use that for your projections. But the reality of, of uh, I think, industry as well is that we would move forward with the project. I think what it would do is for future projects, it would make us look at the tax policy again and see if it fits uh, the company's growth objectives.
3: I think I heard you say he would. So thank you for your honesty. So
2: it's an easy no for everybody. No but for Mr. Chairman, so it really bothers me when he puts words in people's mouth.
0: Uh, so I've made it a little bit longer here again, just to give you full context, but I want to go to you first, Commissioner. What words did you put in his mouth according to Commissioner Well,
3: I think if you re- listen to what he said, he said we, we would have moved on with our project if you vote no. Was a clear yes to the question, would you continue to do what you're doing if we did not give you this tax break? He said yes. Was, he said a lot more than yes, but at the so end the he said, did you put words yes. in his mouth?
0: I don't think so. I, I didn't hear that either. So <clears> the <throat> other piece is that you, you said, okay, he said yes, obviously we're all going to vote no, and yet what was the
3: vote? It was a four to one vote to give the incentive. I was the only one voting no against it. I think also people need to realize El Debron has taken advantage of these incentives before. Their current building, they're not paying tax on their current building. Now they're expanding, they're getting another incentive for their, for their expansion while saying that they don't need it in order to expand. This is a big problem. If we keep giving incentives away to people who don't need them, then they're no longer incentives, they're just giveaways, and everyone else is holding the bag for that. So just your as 2 taxes, Your taxes will be higher to the tune of 2 mils this year, not to mention the expansion or the, the growth in your valuation, the largest part of our, of our mills right now is the valuation increase, and that's what we should be reducing tax mills, not increasing them, and this is an example of why your, ta- your mills are going up because some people aren't paying, and the rest of us are, and therefore we need more money to run the city, because we are a growing city, but we should have less taxes, not more as a, as a
0: growing city. So folks, this is what I want you to take away. If you went home right now and expanded your home, want to put on an addition, you were going to pay taxes today or right away on that. You're not going to get a tax abatement. And yet you see this corporate welfare programs, which we thought our city commissioners were supposed to be fighting for you and I, the little guy at home, when they're giving away all these tax breaks to companies. I want to play some more of this clip for you. Just again, we're going to play as much of this as we can to give you full context so that everybody understands what took place, give you a chance to respond because Commissioner Pepcorn then um, used a B word concerning commissioner Garrick and I was responding to saying, Hey, wait a second, guys, why are we doing this? When the gentleman just said, yeah, we would expand even if we didn't get it.
2: We're in competition. And if you don't think they would be offered a whole lot more to go a lot, well, let me ask Brian. So do you think if you uh, went out and started looking at other cities, you would be offered preferential, uh, tax, uh, performance things like we are offering?
4: Yeah. It's, I, I, as you know, well, uh, it's highly competitive and, and we've been very pleased with the support that the city of Fargo has given the company over the years that we've operated here, but we're far enough down the road with this project where, where yeah, you know, we, we need to build that capacity, we have the land. Um, again, I think what it does for a long range planning is it might give the board interest to, to look at other places because this is gonna be very unique to anything built in the world, uh, shipping material globally, creating jobs locally and adding to the tax base here. We're, we're hopeful that for your support And again, thank you for your consideration. Commissioner
3: Gert. I agree with you. The long term is what's important. And that's why people like your company, a good company, Mm -hmm. grows in Fargo, because we we strive to have a low, sustainable, predictable type of tax code where these incentives are the exact opposite of those type of things. They're unpredictable. People don't know if they're going to be there the next year or not. They don't know how much they're going to get. So, of course, your company would take it. I would never blame your company for taking the incentive or offering it, and it's basically free to you. Um, I don't know a, a person who wouldn't take this deduction off their personal income taxes, for example, if we offered that. So this is a government problem, not a, not a business problem. You have a good business, I'm glad you're growing here. But I think the point is that if we offered a low, sustainable, predictable tax rate, instead of these
2: incentives, we'd have more businesses like you come in and stay here long-term. Mr. Chairman, so w- one of the things is we're in competition to ke- get these businesses to come here and stay here. And it would be different if, if everyone else was not doing it. But it, if we don't, they're not gonna stay. And we're in competition all day, every day to get businesses. And I just told you that the salaries are phenomenal and it's about that. That's just uh, a little bit disingenuous. It sounds really politically, you know, it's easy to make it sound good, but we're in competition. If you don't want to do this, uh, then, then we'll lose businesses. But that'd be a huge mistake. But that's that's the attitude. Thank you.
0: So, Commissioner, your reaction to you, I'll use the nice word, griping and being disingenuous.
3: Well, I've had the same stance since I've been a commissioner, right? I vote no consistently against these incentives because it raises taxes on everybody else. The point I was trying to make was, if you want to keep a business in your community for the long term, over decades, you don't offer incentives here and there, and maybe they get up and maybe they don't. You offer the lowest possible tax rate you could have. For instance, if we didn't have specials in the City of Fargo, we would have more businesses come to Fargo from Moorhead, from Castleton, from all the commun- from West Fargo. All the communities around us would come here because we have a better tax code. Offering incentives to some people and not others does not encourage that growth. We could have far greater growth. So To be
0: fair to Commissioner Pepco, he's saying, hey, look, this is very competitive. Other cities might offer better deals. And when, we, when, when I asked that gentleman
3: if he would stay in the City of Fargo and grow with us without the incentive, he said yes. Because the most important thing to these businesses is stability and workforce. We have the workforce right here. We have the engineers coming right out of NDSU who want to stay in Fargo, who, want, who are hard workers that work right for them right away. So here's what
0: I want to know. Why did the other four then? The guy just said, yeah, we would still do this. Why are the other four then giving this money away and yet raising the mills and everybody else in Fargo? Yeah, I don't know. What would be your best guess? I don't know.
3: It, it baffles me as much as it does all the residents of the city of Fargo. This man said his company would stay here and grow here. We're not, right. we're not forgoing business by not uh, giving all these incentives. Literally, the businesses are saying we would do this anywhere here even if you didn't give us the incentive. But you're offering it, so we're taking it, which is a very logical position from those businesses. I, but for I, the people of Fargo, they, they, are getting, they are getting taken advantage of by, 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 the, by, the, by the, the elected officials it. of Fargo. And I don't know why we're doing it anymore we need to stop this we need to lower taxes on everybody else and we're not foregoing business this is not why they're coming here no if you ask these companies why they're coming to Fargo they talk about the great downtown people love it the the people want to work here the people stay here for the long term and and at the end of the day they don't say anything about the incentive so at the last meeting at the meeting before this I asked someone asking for an incentive why are you coming here they us all these great reasons and I said I just want to make a point to the other commissioners he never said because of the renaissance Zone exemption he never said that so we have to stop pretending that this is what's growing Fargo. It is not what's growing Fargo. fact, it's hurting a lot of residents who are moving to Riley's Acres, for example. They're moving to Castleton, They're moving to Argusville. They're moving to places that are close to Fargo. They work here in Fargo, then they leave at the end of the day, and they don't spend their money here. They don't pay their taxes here. They just work here.